Hey everyone, this is Dave Dubow with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, big treat, we've got a guest, Laura Alamary, who is not only a very accomplished real estate entrepreneur who's been in the business for a long time, but here's what's really, really cool, is Laura has completely dialed it in on how to do real estate investing virtually. So Laura, welcome to the, the podcast. How are you doing today? Hey. Thank you. Thank you for having me here today. My pleasure. So where are you zooming in from today, Laura? Because I think you've, you do, well, you used to do stuff all over <laughs> USA. Now we got the COVID thing happening. Maybe you're a little right. bit stationary now. Yeah, I'm actually located in South Florida, near Fort Lauderdale, between Fort Lauderdale and Miami. Excellent. Very good. But I, I detect a little bit of an accent, so I don't think that's yeah. where you're born and raised. Where I grew you? up in Italy, Northern Italy, near Venice. Very nice. Excellent. So Laura, tell us briefly a little bit about your real estate journey and then let's just jump right in and let's talk about this whole, what you call your ultimate virtual online real estate investing model. Sure. So yeah, I grew up in Italy and I came to United States back in 1985 and I actually lived in Hawaii and that's where I started in real estate. It was in 1987, I got licensed as a real estate agent and I was a residential agent for about four years. But even as an agent, I started really buying my own property and sell it. And I started from a townhouse. By the time I left in 91, I actually put a contract in a $1.2 million home. And so, and I actually ended up wholesaling that contract and make $75,000 because wow. we had to move back to the mainland. My husband was in the army. So with that, then when I came to the mainland, I went into buy and hold. In 91, I started buying rental properties using all kinds of creative financing because I didn't really have a job, so I couldn't qualify for regular loans. And then I went into doing some fix and flips. I went into wholesaling before it was called wholesaling. In 93, 94, it was called flipping the contract. So I went into that, and then I went into raising private money in 2001. So I've done all kinds of different things along the way. And one of the things I always say about the way that I think I believe that one of the reasons I have thrived as a real estate investor over the years is because I always reinvented myself. You know, things were done very differently, let alone six months ago, you know, let alone 10, 20, 30 years ago. And so if you don't adapt yourself with the time and you see what's going on in the industry and how you can position yourself in a competitive market, you're going to be squeezed out of the market. And that's one of the things. And that's why it brings me here today to talk about how we're developing our systems nowadays. So what, what does your real estate investing business look like these days, Laura? What, what do you focus on? Are you, are you still doing buy and holds? Are you focusing on one particular market? Are you doing wholesaling? What's your main, main thing these days? The main thing these days, I would say, is wholesaling. And one of the reasons being is that, you know, I've done different strategies over the years. And you have to recognize that every point in your life, you know, you might focus more on a certain strategy for different reasons. For example, right now, I'm actually, my daughter is taking over a lot of the business. I'm at an age where I want to travel. I want to do other things. I don't want to be a lot of hands-on on things. So the rental properties are actually owned by one of my business partners. So I delegated that part out, the fix and flip, we cherry pick what we want to fix. 
And so wholesaling is really where heavily my market is because wholesaling can be done virtually very easily. It can be automated very easily. And then from that, you can still pick property if you do want to buy and hold or fix and flip. But it's really about creating the business around your lifestyle, not the other way around. And that's a lot of people. I see a lot of real estate investors struggling with this because they really sacrifice a lot of their life of their way they live their life to really run the business and micromanage the business. Well, I would, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would imagine, you know, coming from that, that background where you're married to a, a military person, you had to move around a lot. So you, you probably learned early on that a whole bunch of different strategies because different things work better in, in different markets and whatnot. Is that kind of where you got in the whole reinvention thing? Yeah, actually, I started running my business virtual back in 95 because, you know, and back then, if you remember, you know, emails was really kind of the beginning. There was not really a lot of the tools or platform. The only thing I was using is really a fax machine. But I was living between Midwest and New York. So I was spending a couple of weeks a month in Midwest, a couple of weeks in New York. And I was doing virtual business. When I lived in New York, I was doing deals in the Midwest, but I wasn't there. So I started doing this back in 95. And then eventually I moved back to St. Louis and stayed there for about 20 years. But uh, the thing is about now we're in South Florida, but actually we're not even doing a lot of business in South Florida. We do business in other parts of Florida and the Midwest and we never even see the properties. So this is how the business has evolved over the years. And yeah, so I personally started doing this back over 20 years ago. So Laura, for our newer listeners or the folks who aren't super experienced with real estate investing, give us a very brief description or definition of what wholesaling or or flipping the contract means. Okay, well, wholesaling is basically you put the property under contract And then you find the buyer for this property or for the contract for a little higher price than what you have it under contract. And you time the transaction so you can have either a double closing or an assignment. But the important thing is you're really selling the contract and that has to happen within the same day. So you can walk away with this profit between what you buy it for and what you sell it. So if you buy a property for $100,000, you sell it for $110,000 then your profit is $10,000 minus closing costs, but, you know, roughly. So that's what flipping the contract. Where buying hold is, obviously, that's rental income, passive income, and fix and flip is where you actually close on the property, buy the property, fix it up, and retail it later on. So these are the three strategies that you're going to play. And any shape or form, you're going to do this throughout your real estate career. You can do this with residential, commercial, land. At some point, you know, they will have to use private money. And that's where you, Dave, come in, because this is where it really took my business exponentially grew overnight. So I was doing wholesaling, I was doing fix and flip, I was doing buy and hold. But then in 2001, I went into private money. And that's where my business went from doing a few wholesale deals a month to doing 10 to 15 a month wholesaling, plus over 20 fix and flips at a time, because I tapped into the private money. That's that's interesting. Mm -hmm. So how were you using investor funds for doing the wholesaling? Because my my impression is for most wholesaling deals, you, you don't really need much money. Yeah, well, you know, that's a kind of an advanced and ninja strategy, right? But because I was buying a lot of the properties in bulk, so I was buying from auctions, REOs, 
So I would buy this property using the private money, and then I would decide what I was going to do. So if I bought a package of property, some of them we were doing fix and flip, some of them we were holding on as rentals, and some of them we were just going to have the wholesaling. A lot of time, don't even look at the property, just sell the contracts. So the same day we took over the property, we had buyers for those properties. So that's when I used private money to really buy properties in bulk, and then we disposed the property, you know, according to how we exit strategy we wanted to implement yes depending yeah. on the deals yeah all right so laura we got a little bit of a gist you're very obviously very very active real estate entrepreneur now how would you describe you know you talked a little bit about how most real estate entrepreneurs are really they've created a job for themselves you know there's a lot of work involved you've kind of removed yourself you're focusing more on virtual online real estate investing what does that even what does that even mean? What is what does that look like? It's a, about using systems and things in place where you remove the day-to-day operations of yourself, you know, meaning you don't have to physically text or call or send letters. You don't have to go out, drive around and knock on doors and this and that. You know, one of the things I, I read a few years ago that really was you know, it was an aha moment for me. It was a successful real estate investors doesn't go hunt for deals. The deals come to them. And so then I sat down and thought about my own experience. And I was like, you know what? That's right. You know, when I got to the level that I was wholesaling over 10 deals a month and we were fixing, flipping over 20 deals at the time, to me, it wasn't really a struggle. I found deals really, really easy. They came to me. And so I started to look at that angle and I was like, okay, how can I do this even more? How can I even duplicate this with the tools and the technology we have nowadays that we didn't have 20 years ago? How can I do this on another level? You know, instead, you know, the marketing says, well, you're supposed to text people and call them direct marketing, which brings me to another observation that I make is that people nowadays react differently. Okay. When 20, 30 years ago, really only our marketing was direct marketing and, you know, phone numbers, it was hard to find them. There was not all these keep tracing services like we have nowadays. There was a lot of manual things you had to do to reach out to these leads and mainly was direct marketing where nowadays we have a lot of other ways to do it. And people react differently. Think about it. Some people will answer a text some don't. Some people will still pick up the phone. Some don't. Some people will look at the postcard. Some people instead will look at the, open an envelope because maybe they think there is a check in there. So it's like people react differently. So to really get the most out of your leads, you need to come in from different angles to market to those leads. And that's a lot of work, right? Because you don't send just a mail. If you spend thousands of dollars to send a direct marketing campaign out and then you sit by the phone waiting for a call, good luck. You know, you, your percentage right now is 0.5% response. And that's probably not even a good response. Yeah. So you have to come in from different angles. You have to come in front of people, coming in through phone calls, through texts, through letters, through postcards to really get people to react. But it's a lot of more work. Honestly, 20 years ago was much easier. So I said, okay. There might be more competition these days too, right? Right, right. So I'm not going to text 500 leads. I'm not going to call him. I'm not going to do all this. And I look at my daughter and I said to her, this is not the way I'm going to stay in the business. I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, I'm going to get my daughter to do that instead. 
Oh yeah, actually she did, and she's here with me right now. And she did for the, for a moment, but you know, both of us we look at each other because she also coaches now as well. She's an investor, yeah. and we look at her. I was like to her, "I'm not going to do this. You know, I'm not I'm not interested in this part. I don't have to do this. Yeah. There must be a better way." So we start looking how can we use tools and virtual assistants and really automate the business. Like I'm really sitting to you right now talking and I have somebody in the other room. She's doing all the calls and the text. So, you know, and when she has a hot lead, she comes in here, hands me the phone and say, hey, this guy is ready to talk. So how can you do this so you don't have to be doing it yourself? Because yeah, this very smart. Is- so one question that pops to my mind, Laura, is, People might be listening to this and go, well, okay, well, Laura, you've been doing this since 1987. You've got decades of experience. You've you've done 20, 30 deals at a time. I'm just a little guy just mm-hmm. getting started. I've only got a deal or two under my belt. This sounds way too advanced for me. What would you say for somebody who's concerned about that? Or uh, in the beginning, sure. Yeah. In the beginning, I always, doesn't matter where you are, if you're a beginner or experienced investor, I always say you have to do everything yourself anyway. In the beginning, get this going. You understand the process behind it so that then you can exponentially grow, okay? If you want to grow. Some people say, you know, I'd be glad if I can do one to two deals a month. You know, I, I have some elderly that I coach in their 70s and 80s. You know, they're not as aggressive as a 30-year-old. But at the same token, they don't want to buy themselves another job. And you don't have to take this business. You don't have to do 10 deals a month. You can do one to two deals. It's more about buying yourself freedom, you know. And really, you can do this on a very small scale. You can do this with just enough leads every month so you can do one deal. The point is you don't have to do everything yourself. I mean, I don't know how many people, especially right now with everything going on in the world, I don't know how many people like to really go out there, knock on door, talking to people that they don't know, you know, with social distancing and being there hands on when you can do this without having to worry about the social distancing. So it's, you know, you can make it as small as you want or as big as you want. It's, it's up to yeah. you. So it's it's not just a matter of hiring a bunch of employees or virtual assistants. No. It's about finding the right tools to make whatever you're actively doing yourself a lot more efficient by perhaps automating it or making it more virtual instead of hands-on. Right, because you have two sides. Well, there are actually three sides to every real estate transaction. There is the acquisition, there is the disposition, and then there is a transaction in the middle, right? So you have three sides. So you're going to acquire the property. That's the acquisition process. No matter what you do, drive for dollar, knock on doors, or use it, an ultimate real estate model, but you're going to have to get the property. Once you have them under contract, then you're going to try to sell them, right? So that's the disposition if you're wholesaling them. And then in the middle, you have the transaction management. How does it get from A to Z? Mm-hmm. Now, if you are wholesaling, that's how it is. Now, for buying, hold, and fix, and flip is a much simpler model because you really don't have the disposition. You just have the acquisition side of things, but you still need how do I find properties that are under value so that I can make my cash flow, so I can make a profit when I sell the property. So you still have to look for those golden nuggets, and then you don't have an exit strategy because you're going to hold on to the property. So you don't have to worry about the disposition side of things, but you still need to come up with a process. How do I find undervalued property? Because let's face it, in real estate investing, that's the key, right? You need to find undervalued properties. And 
that works for any type of strategy, even private lenders. They're going to loan you only up to a certain amount. So you need to make sure you got the right properties. Excellent. So Laura, time flies when we're having fun. (laughs) Our 17 minutes is just about up. If people want to find out more about you and your whole process of, you know, doing ultimate virtual online real estate investing, what would you have them do? Yeah, I have a a website that's been around and it has a ton of training, free training material on it, different type of articles and webinars. It's called lauraalameri.com. And when you go to the website, we also have a podcast as well. And when you go to the website, you're also going to see at the top of the page, there's going to be a chance for you to download a free ebook. And the free ebook is about the seven steps that we use to actually get deals. It doesn't matter if you want to do one deal or 10 deals a month, we still use the same steps. So make sure you download the free ebook at lauralamary.com. Awesome. Very good. Laura, thank you once again for your, your wisdom and your insights and tip of the hat to you for figuring out how to do all this stuff virtually. Okay, great. Thank you. All right, everybody. Take care. See you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, hey there, thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, Investor attractionbook.com. Take care.